there's come a time in my life where I wanna try, wanna feel alive, wanna see what life's like on the other side, wanna see an overall transformation begin now. There ain't but no limits on me, cause I'm ready for the world where it's told me. Gonna go for the healthy life, all the time I wanna be vegan now. I wanna be vegan Lifestyle over here, we winning, making it reality. We stop dreaming, so freaking vegan, a life worth leading. Vegan, that's my life. On a path to change my Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Veganize My Life podcast. I'm Carrie, also known as So Freaking Vegan. I am a vegan Instagrammer and YouTuber at So Freaking Vegan, and I'm also the host of this podcast, Veganize My Life. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to first take a second to thank my entire Patreon community. Thank you so much for supporting my work, everything that you do. You all make this podcast and my YouTube channel, all the content that I create possible. So thank you so much. And an extra special shout out goes to my patron, Greta Henderson. Thank you again for helping me spread my message. Okay, so I have one update for you all. I am hosting a 30-day fruit challenge on Instagram right now. We are currently on day seven, and this is actually my fifth month-long fruit detox that I've ever done. And, you know, for the first time ever, I've created a complete 30-day fruit challenge guide where I compiled the research and my experiences, and I just put a lot of information about how to do the challenge, recipes, grocery lists, a sample meal plan, and just tips to help people who want to do this challenge be successful. And I spent a lot of hours and days just compiling this resource with everything that you need in one place. And I'm really excited about it. A lot of people have been getting the challenge guide and have been happy with it. So that makes me very happy too. And if you're interested in this fruit challenge, then I'd love for you to check out the challenge guide. It is on my Patreon page. The link will be in the description of this podcast episode. And happy fruiting, y'all. All All right, so let's go ahead and get into episode 15. So a while ago, I started a new series where I'm debunking the four ends. And the four ends are just how people justify eating animals, saying it's normal, it's natural, it's necessary, and it's nice. So I've already proven that eating animals is not normal, is not natural, and it's not necessary. Make sure you check out those last three episodes. And this episode will be dedicated to proving that eating animals is also not nice. So this episode will be a little bit different than the last three because when people use those other justifications for eating animals, they're pretty much saying that they have to do it. They have no other choice. This is just the way of the world, you know, saying that it's normal. They were raised to eat me. Everyone else is doing it. It's natural. Believing that they're carnivores and they just have to do it. Believing that 
eating animals is necessary and that it provides the nutrients that they need to be healthy and strong. And so those are just very common justifications that people give saying that, you know, they have no other choice. And although I have debunked all of those, this last episode in this series is a little bit different. When people say eating meat is nice, they're not really saying they have to do it. They're just saying that they want to do it. So when they say that eating meat is nice, they're saying that eating meat is delicious and that it's tasty and that they just don't want to live without it. Um, They're saying that it's their preference and it's what they want to do. They get pleasure from it. And so this is what I'm referring to when I'm saying that people say eating meat is nice. They're saying that it tastes nice, so I might as well do it. So I'm here to blow your mind a little bit today and to argue that you don't think meat is as nice as you really say it is, and that you're actually not that big of a fan as you claim to be of eating animals. In my opinion, it is not the dead animal that you enjoy eating so much. It is actually something totally different, something you may or may not have ever thought about before. There's this like joke going around or this meme that meat eaters love to say. They love to say, well, if animals weren't meant to be eaten, then why are they so tasty? I've heard this plenty of times. And you know, it's really kind of an ignorant thing to say because you could say that about anything. You could say that about cats. You could say that about dogs. You can say that about rats. You can even say that about people. I mean, People are probably just as tasty, but we don't eat them. It's not the dead body that we like and that we want to eat. We don't want to eat the dead bodies of pets in our home or the animals that we find out in the yard. We definitely can't eat animals raw. We can't eat their flesh raw. We don't enjoy the thought of eating roadkill. That actually makes us feel a little bit queasy. And when we see a pig or a cow or a deer running through the woods, we don't think about taking a bite out of them because we actually don't want their flesh like we really think we do. You are actually not a fan of eating animals. You don't think it's nice. You actually probably think it's pretty disgusting. I mean, when it comes to eating animals, we can't even stomach it unless it is chopped up and cooked just the way we want it and flavored with tons of herbs and spices and salt and ketchup or barbecue sauce or whatever we want to put in it, all of which comes from plants. We don't actually think that the unseasoned raw flesh is nice. I mean, we don't find that appealing. It's not even tolerable without adding plants to it. So it's really the plants that we think is so nice. So you may be thinking, Carrie, okay, I hear what you're saying, but I actually get legit cravings for meat. You know, you can't tell me what I like or don't like. You can't tell me what my body wants. I mean, I love the smell of meat. I love eating it. I crave it. I'm actually craving this food. Now, I want you to think about something. I do not think you're craving meat. I do not think you're craving dead flesh. I think you're craving other things. You might actually be craving fat. You know, and if you're craving fat, you can fulfill that craving 
on plants. You can eat nuts. My favorite is cashews or peanut butter. You can eat avocado. I mean, plant milks are high fat, coconut cream. Those are things that can help you fulfill a fat craving. Maybe you're craving salt. A lot of times people dump a ton of salt on meat products to just make them more pleasurable for us. So if you're craving salt, you can still eat plant food. You can make it as salty as you want. Maybe you're craving texture. You know, there's a certain texture in meat that you may feel that you really want and it's hard to get from plants, but you can get it from plants. If you're craving texture, you can try tofu, you can try tempeh or jackfruit or even lentils and beans. Like those types of things can help you with that craving when you're craving that texture of flesh. Or maybe you're craving just familiarity. You are used to eating a certain thing. Maybe you had chicken every day as a kid and you just need that familiarity to just feel good. Well, the thing is, is that you can still get that familiarity from plants. I mean, there are so many plant products that look like the real thing, have the same texture, and will give you that familiarity without actually eating an animal. And, you know, instead of craving the flesh, maybe you're actually just craving something that's comforting. Maybe you're craving something that's hearty and just going to make you feel good inside. And if you're craving that, then think about the plant-based foods that are also hearty and comforting, like beans and potatoes. You know, those things are comfort foods that you can eat as a vegan. And so a lot of times people crave these things. We're craving fat, we're craving salt, we're craving texture, we're craving familiarity, we're just craving a hearty meal. And we think that meat is the only way that we can get it. So we tell people and we tell ourselves that we're craving meat. But in reality, we can get all of those things from plants. Now, let's actually think about the other side. What if I'm totally wrong? And what if you really do actually crave meat and you really enjoy the taste of raw flesh and it doesn't need to be cooked, it doesn't need to be seasoned, it's just the dead animal that you really love and crave and you think that that's nice. Now, this is a hypothetical situation. We're just assuming that this could be true for some people and that meat gives them immeasurable pleasure. Even if this were the case, even if you love the taste of raw flesh, you love it just as it is, it still doesn't mean that you should do it. I mean, that is a, a fallacy right there. Like, it's not a justification for eating animals. I think that's an appeal to pleasure fallacy, or I don't know, appeal to bacon fallacy. You know, it's assuming that an act is okay just because you take pleasure from it. You know, that's saying, if it feels good, then do it. And we all know that that argument would never be okay in any other part of our lives. Like, imagine anyone saying, you know, it feels good, so you should do it. What if people said that about bestiality or drunk driving or domestic violence? If it feels good, do it. You know, we would never accept that as a justification for doing it. It's not okay. 
So why is that compelling when it comes to eating animals? Why can people just say, it feels good, so I'm going to do it? You know, it doesn't matter how good it feels if there is a victim involved. It is no longer a personal choice. It is no longer a matter of preference when someone else is being involved. And you know, it may taste nice. Dead flesh may taste nice. But is that even relevant to the issue of the morality of consuming animals? I mean, that's totally irrelevant whether they taste nice or not. And the crazy thing is that to even make the argument that our human pleasure somehow outweighs the horrendous suffering and death that an animal had to go through. I mean, to even make that argument takes a huge amount of confidence in speciesism and human supremacy and just in our own supremacy. And, you know, just to put it bluntly, there's got to be a little bit of arrogance or selfishness in that thought process to say that, you know, my taste buds are more important than this animal's life. So my final thoughts on this issue are that many people like me. We know that. People talk about how they like me all the time. They talk about how they like bacon. They think that it tastes nice. I also thought the same thing for over 20 years of my life. I ate burgers. I loved bacon. I loved sausage. I would have never thought I could ever cut that out of my life. I mean, I had meat with every meal. I believed that a meal wasn't complete unless there was some part of a dead animal somewhere on the plate. But you know, somewhere down the line, I learned that my actions don't just affect me. And so I had to make a change. And so I want us all to think about and just realize that our actions affect more than just us. And so we need to be aware and more conscious of how our actions affect others and how they affect the world around us. And so this wraps up my series, Debunking the Four Ends. And I hope that we have all learned that there's no justification for eating animals. I mean, we can't say that it's normal, it's natural, it's necessary. We can't even say that it's nice. If we said those things, it's still not a justification for what we're doing to the animals and to this planet. And you know what it all boils down to, in my opinion, it all boils down to just numbers. I mean, most people eat meat because most people eat meat. That's really all that it boils down to. We try to reach for these other justifications, but it really just boils down to we just trying to fit into society and we're just doing what everyone else is doing. And so we need more people who are strong and brave enough to stand apart from the crowd, to stand out and to voice their doubts about what they've been taught and to show their concern, to show their concern for the animals, to show their concern for the planet and to refuse to participate in certain behaviors. You know, it is okay to eat differently, to be different, to live different and just to present a different perspective. When we can do this, when more people can do this, you know, people will no longer eat animals just because everyone's eating animals. They will see a different perspective. 
We do this. We are vegan and we talk about being vegan so that others can no longer get this idea that they have to eat meat because it's normal, natural, necessary, or nice. They see a totally different perspective and they can make a change. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. Don't forget to like it and share it with someone who needs to hear it. And it really helps for more people to see this episode and to find this podcast. If you could leave me a favorable review and a rating, it means so much to me. And if you would like to support this podcast so that it can continue to run on a weekly basis, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash so freaking vegan. And I love all of you so much. Thank you for listening. And until next time, let's do the only normal, natural, necessary, nice option. You know what that is. Go vegan, stay vegan. Bye. Vegan is my life. On a path to change my life. I want to vegan. That's vegan. That's my life.